0: Last week we started a new series that's still connected to, to our, our annual theme for 2022, which is uh, our theme is taking territory. So taking territory. And when we talk about taking territory, it's not taking territory that doesn't belong to us. It's taking territory that rightfully, legally belongs to us, but it's, it was relinquished to the enemy. And so we're taking something that already Uh, belongs to us. And so in order to do that, we need to understand who we are. And so the title of this uh, series is called Heirs of the Kingdom. Heirs of the Kingdom. We'll get into that if you weren't here uh, last week. But in order to do that, when we come to Jesus and we surrender and we receive him as our Savior, we become sons, according to the Bible, sons and daughters of God, which means we, we become part of his family, part of his kingdom. Thus, we become heirs. And so, let's go right to that verse in Galatians chapter uh, 3, verse 26, where it says this. It says, For you are all children, those of us who have received Jesus, you are all children of God through faith, through faith in Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now... That you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. And Abraham is important there that we see that word Abraham because God had made covenant. He had made uh, He had made a promise to Abraham, and and we when we come to Jesus, we be, we that promise of Abraham becomes ours. In other words, you are His heirs, and God promised God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. If you could just leave it up there just for a moment, because I just where it says there, where it says. And it says, you have been united with Christ in baptism and put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. And so when we receive Jesus, we receive forgiveness. And so when the God, the Father, sees us, he sees the reflection of his son. And we need to understand how important that is. He's not seeing you and all your past and all your mess. When When we surrender to Jesus, the Father sees the son through us, right? And so that's important. A lot of times we, we, we need to understand that. So um, let's just go to some definitions. Heir. What's an heir? Who is an heir? It's a person who is said to inherit an asset when someone dies. Then, and so when the Bible talks about an heir, it talks about someone who's going to receive an inheritance. And we talked a little last week, and some of y'all had. Have received, have received, actually received an inheritance. But what is an inheritance? Something legally transferred to an heir, non-taxed. It's gifted. It's a gift left by the one who left a last will and testament. So a will, and what is a will or last will and testament? It's a formal written directive which provides how property or assets are to be distributed. Are you guys with me this morning? And so when we talk about, you know, earthly inheritance, that's pretty obvious. It's things that someone would leave you. So if a family member or, you know, I have a friend who received an inheritance from his boss. And so whoever leaves that inheritance, you, you get that inheritance, but it's according to a, the last will and testament. And so it could be money, property, jewelry, furniture. Uh, It it could be a number of things, but usually it's physical things. Um, But the Bible talks about testaments. In fact, the Bible is divided into two testaments. And we said that a testament is a formal written directive, which provides instructions on how an inheritance is to be dispersed or distributed. So when we all have, we all have legal right to spiritual inheritance. When we receive Jesus, we become sons, we become daughters, and when we we become sons and daughters, we have a right to an inheritance, a spiritual inheritance. I'm going to take my time here because we need to understand this. If we want to walk victorious lives following Jesus, not wimpy, weak lives, if we want to be victorious, we need to understand who we are, we're heirs, and what we're entitled to, an inheritance, so that means when we come to Jesus, we need to receive the inheritance. Last week, we gave a little example where I gave to somebody $100, right? It was an inheritance, and we used the Monopoly community chess card that said, you, you have received an inheritance, um, get $100. So we gave the $100 to somebody here. I'm not doing it today. <laughs> Y'all ready to raise your hands Yeah. But there's an inheritance, and we we talked last week that the Bible is divided into two testaments. That New Testament, the Old Testament is pointing to the New Testament, which is really the covenant that Abraham made with God. So we're entitled to that. But we need to understand what we're entitled to. That's why the Word of God is so vital. In your walk with the Lord. We're gonna get a little more into that in a, in a few, but we need to understand that God has left us a last will and testament in the form of the Old and New Testament. And so, what is that? What does the Bible say that you have in your inheritance? It says that you have spiritual gifts. The Bible talks about freedom, faith, that we're supposed to walk from glory to glory. That he is able to and he's willing to because it's part of your inheritance to prosper you as you expand his kingdom and it goes far beyond that it's not just his kingdom it becomes your kingdom it's part of your inheritance and so here we go I want you guys to really get this before so today if you haven't uh, haven't surrendered to Jesus or received him as as your savior or as your as your lord you have that opportunity today to become a son become a daughter and have access to that spiritual that spiritual inheritance that as it manifests in your spirit it begins to manifest in the natural i don't know about you but i want that spiritual I want that spiritual blessing that God has me to has for me that's already in me to begin to manifest in the natural like never before. If you don't receive Jesus and you, then you don't become a son or a daughter. so if you're not a son or a daughter, that means you're an orphan. So in the spiritual realm, when you are born, you're born as, a, as, a, as an orphan in the spiritual realm, an orphan. It's not until we receive Jesus that we receive the sonship and daughtership and the inheritance, which then gives us a right to be called heirs. And then when we receive Jesus, we receive his grace, his love, his power, and then we can get rid of that orphan spirit. But what I'm trying to say here is that many of us who've been following Jesus for a very long time still walk around like orphans. We still function, we still operate as though we were orphans. And that's exactly what our enemy wants. Because when you're walking around like an orphan, you can't take territory. When you're walking around like an orphan, you're not really effective. And some of us perhaps were orphans in the natural. But when we we receive the father, and it's a process sometimes to see him as a father, because we've been through some stuff, he understands that. But he receives us as sons and daughters. And so that's why I'm talking about it today. So it doesn't matter if you're an orphan, in the natural or in the spiritual, which we all were, it's time that we push away that orphan spirit that carries with it a spirit of poverty. It carries with it some curses, and it doesn't allow you to function and operate the way God created you to function and operate. That orphan spirit runs. It's a, it's a runaway. It runs away. It doesn't want to face things. How many have been there where you don't want to face some stuff? Many times it's because we still carry that orphan spirit. It runs away from pain, from conflict, it runs away from confrontation. It'll run away from school, it'll run away from home, it'll run away from a job, it'll run away from a boss, and the list continues. And it's because that orphan spirit, it feels betrayed. That orphan spirit in us that we've all carried at one point or another doesn't trust. Because an orphan isn't a son or a daughter, so the orphan can't really trust nobody. The orphan spirit is not able to man up, face some things, or woman up. And the orphan spirit fails or finds it very difficult to sit under authority. Oh, man. I have authority issues, too. Yeah, we have authority issues. So if we, if we have all these issues, we, can, we, we need to check ourselves to see if it's that orphan spirit that's rising up. Orphan spirit hates authority. How many know that we're in a city that despises authority? Why? Because we live in a city that's full of orphans instead of sons and daughters. But that's not going to be forever. The orphan spirit isn't able to receive the gift from God. Until it surrenders to Jesus. And as that happens, all of a sudden that orphan spirit transfers or changes or is transformed into sons and daughters of the creator. The very one who created us. Let's go to Galatians chapter 4 where it says this. It says, and that's the way it was before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves or orphans to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, and God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. So we find that adoption into sonship and daughtership through Christ Jesus. Keep going. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart, prompting you to call out, Abba, father. Abba just means daddy. And now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are a, his child, God has made you an heir. Somebody getting this? If you're an heir, there's an inheritance. But if you don't claim your inheritance, you're going to let it go by. We talked last week that if someone says knocks on your door and said, there's a will in your name, you're gonna, you want a copy of that will, you're going to scan that will, you're going to put one in your desk drawer, you're going to put one in your wallet, you're going to put one in your purse, because you want to make sure that you get everything you're entitled to. And in the same way in the spiritual realm, we need to take and grab or receive everything that God has for us. Romans 8, 17 says, if we are children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ." If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. In order to take territory, you have to be an heir. You have to be a son. You have to be a daughter. And God all of a sudden begins to give you territory. But first we talked about, we've been talking about you first need to take territory in your own mind. We got to take some stuff back. We got to, we need a different mindset Uh, We need to take some things back. And we talked for a month about the kingdom is within you. And so we need to bring that thing to life. And how do you bring that thing to life? It's through the word of God. It's through declaring some things over your own life. If you're going to walk around feeling sorry for yourself, you'll miss the inheritance. If you walk around complaining, you're going to miss the inheritance. I'll tell you this, it was about five, six years ago I was in that foyer. It was a prayer service and it ended. And I was in that foyer. And we had a young lady who was, she still comes to the church. But she left early and all of a sudden she came back. She drove back and we were about to leave. There was maybe ten of us. And we're leaving and she came back in and she pointed at me and she said, Pastor, I have a word from God for you. Has that ever happened to anybody in here? And she gave me this word from the Lord that just shook me to my core. In fact, everybody around me started to cry. It's a powerful word of God. And it was so powerful, I couldn't really grasp it all. But I know a few years later, I went back to her and I said, Sister, I remember you gave me a word. Do you remember? She said, I remember. I remember. I'll never forget that day. And I said, what did you say? And she says, I don't remember what I said. And I was a little disappointed. But she said this to me, Pastor, it's already in you. And in due time, God will bring it out. It's already in you, church. You got to activate that word. You got to activate that inheritance inside of you. And we activate it by moving in faith. We activate that inheritance when we begin to declare some things over ourselves. That's when we say, when we get up in the morning, instead of thinking of all the things we have to do on that day, We say, Heavenly Father, I'm ready to take some territory this morning. Heavenly Father, I'm not sure what is going to happen today, but I want my day to be effective first in the spiritual realm so that it will manifest in the natural. I'm telling you that we need to pray as Jesus told us to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom, church, is within you. Glory to Jesus and I'm, i I want to tell you that that you it's not that you should do it or or perhaps you might do it I'm telling you that you have to do it I'm telling you that you must do it it's time church that we begin to pray different because if we continue to pray to god I, and I know I'm not saying that we're not saved when we when we still carry an orphan spirit many of us have Given our lives to jesus we 've been in church for many years that that 's me, but most of my church life and most of my church journey, I lived as an orphan because orphans are beggars, and that 's how i've lived most of my Christian life just begging for things. God, would you please not forget me? Lord, would you consider my marriage? would you consider my sons? would you consider my finances and i 'm Begging to God, and he said, oh, it's so hard for me to respond to an orphan who doesn't acknowledge who he really is. So we need to check the way we're praying. We can't continue to pray like orphans and expect him to show up. When we pray to him like that, it minimizes who he is. And that's why many times we are impressed when we see somebody next to us begin to pray with authority. Say, man, I wish I could pray like that. Man, that was a powerful prayer. It doesn't have to be fancy, church. It just needs to be prayed with authority, like you believe it, like you know who you are. That when you pray, you begin to say, hold up, devil. You brought all hell against me, but you don't understand that I'm an heir and I have an inheritance. And I'm going to declare that inheritance over myself. And as I do that, you have to flee. You got to go. And so we need to stop being so impressed with somebody else's authoritative prayer. We need to start praying an authoritative prayer over ourselves in the name of Jesus. We're all supposed to pray with authority. Doesn't mean we got to yell and scream. We could be real whispering. We can whisper to the devil. Say, devil, you just don't know who I am. you messing with the wrong person, devil. Oh, it may look like all is lost, but the word of God says that I'm more than a conqueror. It says that I can do all things through Christ. I don't have to yell at him. I can talk to him in a soft Still voice and he will respond because it hits some. Oh, the truth. Oh, the truth hits him where it hurts and it causes him to flee. And how do you do it? You do it by drawing close to the father. As you begin to draw close to the father, all of a sudden the Bible says that draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. It says resist the devil and he shall flee. And that's who God's looking for. Somebody who's going to pray with authority. Sometimes we think, well, i got to fast more, i got to pray more, i got to go to church more, I need more wisdom, and I need more favor. That's orphan spirit language. That's orphan spirit language. It's not about do, 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 do more, because you fail, 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 fail. It's not about doing more, church. It's about drawing near to the Father. And as you draw near to the Father... You don't have to force yourself to do, you just begin to do. Because you're not doing, you're becoming. It's not about doing, it's about becoming more like the Father. Oh, because a son should reflect the Father. A son, a daughter should reflect the Father. There's the, oh God, when Jesus, when his blood was shed and you receive him into your heart, all of a sudden his DNA starts to flow through you. You start to look like him, start to talk like him. You start to pray with authority. All of a sudden, you, things are coming. Like, where did that come from? What? Well, you. What? What happened was you are understanding that you are an heir, that you are an heir. And so, when we start off our morning, we can't start, Lord, please, please. And I know I prayed that many to please. Oh God, please be with me today. Be with my children. Please. No, no, that's not how you gotta pray. You got to say, "Good morning, Dad." Good morning, Dad. Here's your son. And we're walking in victory today. I'm walking in victory because I'm a son. My kids are going to walk in victory. Because I'm a son, my marriage is a victorious marriage. I start speaking life over some things. It obligates him to move. It obligates him to move. Luke 12, and we're going to end with this one. It says, what... Luke 12, verse 29, I'll read it from up here. It says, what am I trying to do here? What I'm trying to do here is to, is to get you to relax, not to be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over things. How many of us spend a lot of time fussing over some stuff, right? But you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself or, or, or point yourself in God's reality, God's initiative, God's provision. And you'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. We fuss over some stuff. We complain over some stuff. In another version, it ends like this. It says, it's God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants to give us the kingdom. It's for us. It's for me. And I believe there's some people in this room who are ready. Some who are already walking in that or starting to walk. There's some others who your spirit is saying, man, I I need that in my life. And I'm telling you, I'm going to walk in this thing. I'm going to walk in this thing. It's not just so I will be fulfilled and satisfied. It's so that my city will be fulfilled and satisfied. He's just looking for some people. He's looking for some people who just lay it all down. Doesn't make sense, but I'm an heir. I'm not really sure how he's going to do it, but, but dad knows better than I. Dad knows best. That's why we got to get into the word of God. And, and that is why, Wow. Well, but we need to embrace, all right, one more scripture. I got to read this one, then we're going we're gonna to close. It says in Ephesians, it says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he, Jesus, has given to those he called, his holy people, that's you, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. I'm going to read that again. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for you who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or, or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world... But also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of his church. That's you. And the church is his body. That's you. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Church is his pleasure to give you the kingdom, he's the king. He's the king. He's the king. You're a son. You're a daughter. You need to start acting like that. Yesterday, I got on Facebook, and I just put a post because I wanted to do it. I just put something very simple. I went to some little app that my son would probably reject, and I just did something that says, I am a son of God. It was very simple, and I posted it. People said, man, can I share that? Man, that was powerful. Simple. But you have to declare it over yourself. happens in the spiritual realm when you begin to declare that when your finances are failing when everything looks like it's hell you say I am a son can we stand up in this place today I'm an heir I'm a son I'm powerful I'm amazing because my dad is amazing I am an image I was made in his image. He has no limits. And because dad has no limits, I have access to the same. I don't know if anybody else is excited, but I'm tired of begging. I'm tired of begging God. I'm tired of running every time the enemy comes to intimidate me. And sometimes he comes with the very same thing he came with last week. Sometimes we're fighting the enemy, the same battle, the same battle, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. He's saying it's time to reject that. It's time to declare some things over ourselves. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror. I am a warrior. I will conquer. I will take territory. I will expand our kingdom because it's not just his. I'm an heir, so it's mine as well. Also, my life isn't so much about my goals. It's about your goal, God. It's not about my plan. It's about your plan for me. All my dreams are so small in comparison to your dreams. Anybody ready to dream? Let's close our eyes all over this place. Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you, Lord, for people, sons and daughters. Some other folks are saying, I I feel something stirring inside of me. That there's something more, something greater. That that God has something much more powerful than I can imagine. He wants to say, heir, son, it's all for you. I die for you. I died so you would be effective. I died so you would operate in power and authority. Somebody needs to hear that in here. So we would operate in power and authority. 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 Something's breaking in this place. Power and authority. Power and authority. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit of God, that your power and your authority will begin to flow like never before. God, oh, God, we see hope, Lord, in Jesus. Hope for our city. Hope for our schools. Hope for our economic status because you are over all of that. You supersede what we see. You it, God.